Welcome to the new Paradigm Podcast. My name is Morten Hake and this is the place where we'll talk about the stuff that's going to make you remember who you really are. Let's go. What's up? Uh, yeah, you can see who I have with me. I think a lot of you know Ankush, either from you met him at the Mortnock Summit, or you might have seen some, you might know him through Facebook, you might have listened to his Relationship Series podcast, and yeah, we're at the Viva event in south of Spain, and um, we hadn't seen each other for five years, right? Yeah, five. God, yeah, five years. <laughs> four or five years, yeah. But I, we, I feel like we've still had a very pretty strong relationship. I've listened to you. And, uh, oh, yeah, it's been a while. And uh, now I wanted to talk to you. Um, and uh, I think maybe see if we can point towards relationship even maybe dating or some empowering men in that direction but obviously uh, yeah pointing to truth um, I don't know where I want to begin but yeah how about you tell a little bit about yourself and maybe why you came to the summit the first time and what has happened since and how you now became a tree principles facilitator and coach and what you do now god that's a big question um so i came to the summit in 2012 yeah because i remember it was a month after i had just started training to be a coach okay and i remember you invited me as part of this network that we men's network our Zamorata network we were both part of and I was like yeah let's go right like you know accept all invitations right yeah. so I remember showing up and I was like I have no paperwork like I've just literally sent you guys like a Facebook message and I showed up at the front door and I'm like nobody knows me yeah right so uh but it was cool it was a great adventure and I got to hang out with you and canoe and meet a bunch of people and uh yeah i mean it, God, it feels like such a long time ago, yeah right like six years and and it was funny because i was training to become a coach but i was also learning almost by accident this stuff called the three principles and it was like no lie it was totally transforming my life so i'd been around personal development since i was like 19 um, what like 2001 mm. I'd started learning about personal development and dating and relationships mm. and then 2012 I decided to become a coach and at that stage I was like I don't know if I want, want, want to do stuff on dating or relationships but I want to help people right because I'd got so much help myself and I wasn't really looking for a technique or a strategy or a modality or a paradigm like I just wanted to help people mm-hmm. And then I came across the three principles, like I said, by accident through my coach training. And 
literally within the space of a few months, I started being twice as productive at work. Mm. My relationship with my family went what I call Disney-like relationship with my mm. with my family. Um, I was just happier <laughs> and less stressed, and like loads of stuff started shifting for me. Yeah. Um, and then we met again in 2014, which I think was the last time we met. Mm. And that's when I was like really like trying to do this work professionally. And and thank you to you because you interviewed me for your podcast right back then in, in kind of summer 2014, and you encouraged me to launch my own podcast, mm-hmm. which I did, and it's called the Relationship Series, and I don't do it anymore, but you know it's out there, it's out there, yeah, and, and it's amazing. Yeah. And and even this these few days, someone came up to me and went, I want to thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, I listened to your series. I'm like, oh wow, okay, you know, it's it's kind of crazy, um, and I've just been on this journey of continuing personal growth Mm. and professional growth and coaching Mm. and really for me I'm not a guru Mm. like I looked up to a lot of gurus when I was like learning stuff right like and I put all these guys like on pedestals Mm. and then I got to meet a load of them and now a bunch of them are my mates and funny how that works right it's crazy right and um, and now I'm like I'm kind of working with guys a lot and I'm Mm. But I really try and come from a place of I'm I'm one of you, mm. right? Because mm-hmm. I, mate, I do not have like I want to make this clear. I do not have my shit together all of the time. Yeah, I really don't. Yeah, and this is the thing that I found. No one fucking does. Mm. Yeah, none of us do. That such a good point. Yeah, right. It's like it's like the big secret mm. that. We don't, but like, I, I know with me as well, when I was in, in kind of the seduction scene, it's like, mm. I, didn't, I didn't want anyone to know I didn't have my shit together. It was mm. like, fake it until you make it. Mm. And it's the same in the coaching scene. You, know, you want to be a coach, you've got to show people that, you know, you're, you're living an amazing life and you're so, making so much money and you're doing this and you're doing that. Mm. And you know what? I, I will admit, life now is better than it's ever been. Mm. Yep. Right? Like, it's my life... I look back and I think I'm so grateful for the last six years yeah. because if I was who I was six years ago, I would not be married. I would not be doing what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. I would not you know, be able to get over things as quickly as I do, all of this stuff and the relationships I have. But I'm not perfect. Like To me, I see this now as mm-hmm. I'm on a journey for the rest of my life mm-hmm. to the day I die. Mm-hmm. And I'm just learning every day and as I'm on this journey I'm like I want to bring people with me like hey buddy Mm. guess what I learned something cool Mm. check this out what Mm. do you think Mm. and then oh you what do you think Mm. and I'm kind of doing that all the time and it seems to be helpful to people and it really pushes me because you know this is the thing Morton before Mm. it was like even when I met you Mm. there was an element of me if I'm really honest Mm. of like trying to impress you oh yeah right like (sighs) me too like put that all out the there. time yeah and now it's like you know what I, I've dropped a load of that mm. and it's a case of okay this is where I'm at mm. and this is me and it's cool and I and I'm and I'm exploring more and I'm exploring more and you find yourself because uh, I've noticed that I've been also very busy minded trying to impress people even though I didn't see that that was what I was doing it was just it made sense to me to <clears throat> To try and look good because I wanted to be good, 
You know what I mean? Like it, it was an innocent, uh, good intention. If you know what I mean? But uh, in in time, it gets so much to manage, so much to manage. I <laughs> can. But when you start seeing, uh, seeing this and being on that this journey, and and you start peeling off the layers, and I, I feel like I I, I find myself more and more and and instead of going into engaging with that trying to impress idea that I might have had earlier or I st- pro- definitely sometimes still do then I just cut that off and it doesn't make sense to do it anymore and all of a sudden I'm with blank space and myself and all of a sudden yeah so it's like hello Morten uh, what now like and it frees up sp- it, frees up space for sure the the really cool thing that I found is the more I started being really honest about that Mm. the more I connected with people and I'm not just talking women and I'm not just talking clients Mm. I mean mean just generally Mm. because no one has their shit together even the people saying we have our shit together you know them I know them Mm -hmm. they do in certain areas I'm not saying they're all over the place but there's areas where they don't. No one does. Mm. And so the more you're honest about it, the more I'm honest about it, mm. the more it kind of like helps people realize, oh, right. Mm. This is great saying I came across in coaching, which was the more personal, mm. the more universal. Mm. And I found that to be so true because my issues were my issues, right? Like I was the only one who procrastinated at work. I was the only one that really cared about having a good-looking woman on my arm, right? I was the only one that had this voice in my head that was telling me I was not good enough. Mm. You know, like, all this stuff, which is ridiculous now. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, but it's like, the more I was honest about it, it's like, everyone else like, oh, yeah, me too. Mm. Me too. How do you see this show up in, uh, in, 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 pickup or relationships or dating you know we come from uh, yeah we have a shared background in like mm. trying to become good with women in order to be good enough <laughs> but we didn't i mean yeah how do you see the showing up so much in the dating world because all, all the stuff that i see that guys talk about in terms of getting good with women uh. right i mean it's all underpinned by by you right like as in your true self mm-hmm. so if I'm up in my head I, I can know the best pickup lines I can have the best strategies and believe me even if you think something's not a strategy mm-hmm. ask yourself is it because for me I was thinking I was doing no strategies but I was mm-hmm. right those are all as only as good as you allow it to be if that makes sense mm-hmm. like if I'm in my head going okay I need to I need to like go out and make myself look like this and I need to manage my online profile and when I'm in a club I need to do this I had so much on my mind mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to come out mm-hmm. and again there's um, I think it was Zan Perion who said your, mo- your most authentic self is your most attractive self mm-hmm. and that's true for women like that's the irony girls that I dated when I was younger I mean, you know this, right? It's like 
when they do a stupid thing or when they mm. smile in a geeky way like those are the things that we find the most attractive about the person yeah. not the not the perfection piece right, right. and it's the same the other way around mm. right women that had liked me in the past they liked me mm. not anything that i saw online or anything that i read it was me mm. and yet i kind of ignore that and still go back to my structure and this and that and the other <laughs> right right hold on i'm busy trying here <laughs> right yeah and i never saw it but when i let go of that or let go of bits of it and i started to let go and let go i became more attractive and and i'm married now and i don't think i would have been married now mm. if i hadn't learned what i'd learned over the last six years right and I I thought about this the other day not that I want this to happen but if I found myself single again I was mm. thinking about it like damn I haven't been dating for ages mm. I haven't been on a date I haven't you know I don't go clubbing anymore like what would I do if I got single mm. and I was like you know what? I'll probably be a bit rusty mm. but I don't think I would have anywhere near as much trouble as I did in my right. 20s same because I'm just more comfortable in my own skin mm. and I get caught up about it mm. I get in my head about it from time to time but I just come back so much quicker. You know what I noticed in this is like when you start uh, getting to know your true self and and see uh see God or life or this uh understand th- thought uh start letting go we start letting go so much stuff and then and then i feel like i find my inner child again you know that little the 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 guy who don't worry about if x y c and and then i apparently are more attractive and i'm more attracted to to tess and uh, and we can just play and have fun and be goofy and instead of you know trying to communicate or like trying to understand each other etc we just was a whole different grounding in the relationship and trust and love that's just present and we can swim in love i know it sounds very abstract but it's really simple when we i think what we talked about a little bit earlier before the interview about how I start seeing that I've been engaging in my past, in my thinking about my past, my memories, and I've been so like I've been structuring my story and my memories in in my intellect to survive uh, because I couldn't see um or understand uh where my experience came from so i had to manage it all the time and i i am pretty good manager probably because i was uh n- not miserable but managing life <laughs> and then just two weeks ago again like i was I've been the last couple of years I've been running blind man I've been out of it and just a couple of weeks ago again I I I I kind of saw what had been in front of my face all the time 
and it's been so close that I just my intellect ran past it every moment it feels like <laughs> and it's kind of like and I feel like that's the world we're running we're running faster everything has to be both faster and uh, more quantity and bigger and better and we're always looking for this idea over there and trying to get somewhere and do all the things in order to get there and if you can manage all that you can you will get the recognition of the world and look at him or her they have their shit together but <laughs> in reality it seems like this new paradigm of understanding is kind of slowly catching up uh, it's a bigger wave it feels like it's like a stronger bigger but slower wave that has more power and it's more true to life uh, it's just my metaphors of it but um, so it's like when I slow down I see it easier and I don't, when I'm when I'm fast and this happens all the time probably 20 times during this interview but like when it's fast it's like I draw conclusions and then boom and I draw conclusions and boom and it's like all of a sudden I lose my grounding in the the tree the main what's it called the main tree trunk and, yeah and I'm just like graining oh, going off course mm. and um, whilst when I stop and feel and breathe I'm not saying that's the cause of it but when you see it you see it and it makes sense to stop and breathe and slow down and all of a sudden uh, there's breath and here's life and here's just the most natural common sense ever and when it comes to attraction for example that's very attractive apparently and it's always like apparently I asked a few women this question and it's so obvious right like would you want a guy who spends a lot of time in their head <laughs> or would you not and it's like it's a no brainer yeah Every woman wants a guy mm. who's as present as possible. Like, do 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 this yourselves, right? Mm. Like, if you're if you're watching this, go and do a test. Ask any woman, mm. and it's not even like oh, they've got to think about it. They just know. Mm. And for men, I think it's the same way around. Do we want a woman who's always overthinking? <laughs> no, no, no. So so when a person whether it's a man or a woman understands that their overthinking is caused by misunderstandings around how the mind works mm. right so if you've got one misunderstanding like oh this person looked at me funny therefore it means this mm. it's a total misunderstanding then off the back of that misunderstanding you have another misunderstanding oh I always do this I should have done that differently and then it becomes another mis so that's what causes overthinking mm. right it's like layers upon layers of misunderstanding yeah 
Whereas if you understand, like, oh, this person looked at me funny, oh, I feel, I feel bad, and you realize, oh, okay, I'm feeling bad because I'm thinking about this in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it kind of shortcuts it. Yeah. It stops it going, you know, several layers in. It does. It really does. And that's what brings you back to presence. Mm. That's what's more attractive. <laughs> yeah. When was what what made the big what made the shift for you? You know what I I did a training with um, for a, a coach training for a year with Jamie Smart and uh, the first module was with Garrett Kramer. <laughs> that guy's relentless. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's, he's like unapologetically. <laughs> Bam! This is no joke. Boom. Yeah. And he was very different in those days in terms of what he was teaching. He teaches differently now. But okay. I don't know. Something just hit me. And ever since then, it's been like a deepening. Mm-hmm. And what I find with the clients I work with, it's once they get an insight, like it doesn't, I don't even say insight because people then look for an insight. But if you start exploring how the mind really works yeah which 99% of the people on the planet don't understand yeah that you, boggles me you can't you can't understand that and it not change you right and then once you have once you understand that to a certain level then it's just then it's like how deep do you want to go yeah yeah so you know i was talking to you about this like with my own clients i think about this constantly around well not constantly but i think about how can i make sure that they're going to experience a transformation like pretty much guaranteed how can i pretty much guarantee that and i i call it it's like smacking a coconut like if you if you've got one of these coconuts you want to break it open you just smack it smack it smack it smack it you turn it around you smack it it's going to crack yeah Right, it might crack the second time you hit it. It might be the hundredth time you hit it, but it will crack. Yeah, gotcha. And it's and it's the same with the mind because we're constantly bombarded with the media, with with Facebook, with you know stories about how the world works differently to how it actually does, how the mind works differently. That's a lot of it. Wow. Yeah. The whole world that we live in is telling us, like I was told. I'll be happy when, mm-hmm. right? And then mm-hmm. fill in the blanks. I'll be mm-hmm. happy when I have get married, mm. when she's good looking, mm. when she loves me, when I when I have a good job, when it's well paid, mm. when I when you when recycle, it, when power. When you right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like everything, right? Yeah. And it's all this shit that we put on ourselves and on our happiness, yeah. right? And so if you're doing that, then all of a sudden you're going to naturally have a lot of thinking and yeah. analysis going on. Because you're trying to make that happen. Trying to be happy. Right? Yeah. And it's like totally back to front. And everyone's mm. telling you this. Like you look in the papers, mm. even on the back pages, right? Despair as mm. sports team mm. loses mm. final. Yeah. It goes from the sports section to the front page. Mm. It's in the middle with the fashion, right? Feel good with the new outfit for the season, mm. right? Or like, you know, it, with, the, with the houses section with mm. the finance section mm. everywhere in a newspaper mm. you look on the media it's the same so we're constantly being bombarded mm. with the life life works mm. that you get happy or you get sad depending on what happens out there in the world mm. and so what I'm doing is like right okay let's come from the opposite way and mm. show you that that's not true mm. 
and eventually that kind of cracks you open a bit mm. it cracked me open and then it was like wow I didn't realize I could keep going deep with this for six years mm. I really had no idea but the more I keep looking in this direction the more I see oh shit I didn't realize it applied there mm. oh god I didn't realize I, I had some thinking about that over there mm. oh I didn't realize I had some yeah. misunderstanding there yeah and it shows me more and more yeah yeah me too and I feel newborn <laughs> all the time yeah and and it's interesting what you said about like society and how it's pointing in uh, a direction which is not actually uh, showing uh, truth. I mean, uh, and 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 I think the, a usual response is anger to all that because I know that when people listen to what you just said, they'd be like. Yes, I agree with that. I agree that that's what's happening. Everyone hates the uh, the headlines in the tabloids. Everyone uh, hates that everyone is just eating junk food or, or, or plastic is in the ocean or whatever, you know? Um, but I don't... It, what we don't see is that it's right here in the moment like the hate towards that is only gonna get you further away from the truth if you know what I mean yeah like here's where the rubber meets the road right because like I'm not saying oh therefore don't worry about anything and then don't do anything Cause right because that, that would just be yeah, no. pointless I wouldn't be talking you're about this you're not ignorant you're not ignorant right yeah it's like the more anger and hate you know you put it well the more anger and hate you have the less likely things are going to change. Mm. Like they say, the more you resist, the more it persists. Mm. And I see this in politics, mm. right? Like you Veganism. Look, <laughs> you see it everywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. You look in American politics right now, and everyone's like resisting the other side. Yeah. And what's happening is both sides are becoming more entrenched. Mm. Right? You say same thing with veganism. The more people are like, no, you need to be like this. And, and I'm almost vegan mm. but I never tell anyone what to do mm. because if I do the more I'm going to push them away mm. right so the more your mind is clear the easier it is to get stuff done that's been my experience mm. so whether it's coming to relationships the more I knew that a woman can't make me happy the easier it is for me to have a relationship with mm. a woman and, and end up getting married mm. right not because she makes me happy but realizing I have happiness inside me and then I get to really appreciate her. The more I realized money doesn't make me happy or lack of money doesn't make me sad, the easier it was for me to take a risk and start my own business. Right. Because there's less on it. Mm. Right? So this isn't about like, oh, don't worry about the world's problems. This is saying, look, worrying about them isn't going to help change anything. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. See, that's profound. And that's a huge difference. That I think that's what Mother Teresa tried to point to with saying, don't fight against war, you know, work for peace. It's a different vibe there. It's like one is in, in, in tune with nature and how flowers can grow through tarmac and the other is contracting and forcing and resisting, like you said. Uh, it's amazing how that shows up more vividly and, and, and clear when you start seeing where your experience comes from. Can you talk a little bit about experience and, and thought as, a, as just the nature of thought? 
Yeah, so, you know, for me, this is the way I, I explain it. F- for me, what the, the shift like we talked about is 100% of my experience of life, mm. right, mm. is created via thought, yeah. right? It's brought to life via my consciousness. And where does it come from? It comes from my mind, mm-hmm. right? Those are the th- three principles that I talk about. Mm. Now, what does that mean in a practical way, right? So let's just take thought because that's the thing that people seem to understand the most. I'm not talking about your feeling, your thinking. You, you may have heard that. Other people talk about it. Yeah. And people think, oh, okay, if I'm angry, I have an angry thought. That's kind of true. But when I talk about thought, I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about all your mental content. Mm. Everything that's going on, like your this, culture, this. your background, right? Yeah. Like 100% of that, it's created via thought. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's a thought. This room, you, it's all a thought. Mm. If I didn't have thought, I wouldn't be able to experience you. Mm. Not that you don't exist, but I, I wouldn't, you wouldn't exist for me. And that's the missing link. Right. And that's what people don't see. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry, continue. Yeah. Right, so why is that important? And I'm writing a book at the moment, and my book is all about the implications of this yeah right like awesome. if that's true then forgiveness is unnecessary mm. right i only need to forgive someone if they've done something bad to me but if i can only experience what someone's done via thought like i generate it then i never need to forgive here's a question though um i i saw this and then i massively fucking misunderstood it yeah and and how i did that was i saw that um i experienced thought but at one point i thought that i had the responsibility for what was being created you feel me so instead of so i'm just i'm just telling you this because uh just to share my thoughts and maybe get your perspective or views or your thinking around it um, I started uh, I was like okay I, I, I generate and I perceive my thinking in the moment or, or thought in the moment um, but then I was like I generate everything and then I and then I misunderstood that and I started to have to manage everything around me again because but only on an even more bigger and broader and profound way I thought that you actually were a thought in my head you are a thought in me and we are one uh, but but as soon as do you understand where I kind of uh, I missed the target there like I saw it but then I missed the target again and I went bananas like I went Uh, I got really afraid of the world around me and I had this um, outburst and got really depressed and I I really had to turn it all the way down and take a 9 to 5 job and like all the way just like full uh, I needed I needed safety 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 and security and stable times and then and then in time the the water slowed down and then new insights have now emerged i think the reason i 
take this up is because it was so real to me and I suffered um, <laughs> and, 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 and the funny thing is I could tell myself yeah it's just my thoughts but I couldn't see it I remember you going through that and um, I, I, I could see it happening. Yeah. And, you know, I just feel very grateful and lucky that I had a guide or guides mm. along my journey. Because, you know, a couple of years in, I knew all this stuff. I was teaching about how the mind worked. And there were areas that I didn't see it. Like, I really didn't get on with my boss. Mm. And he was the exception, right? He was... I was depressed at work. <laughs> right. I really struggled with him. And I'd never struggled with a boss ever yeah. like I struggled with this guy ever. It was, you know, like almost clinical. Wow. You know, like going yeah. off work with long-term stress type clinical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had so much thinking about it. Everywhere else was going great, but this one area, I didn't see it. And I was mm. lucky that I was being mentored by you know a great psychologist who understands this mm. who really helped me see it going Do you, does this look like an exception to you mm. and he talked it through with me which really helped mm. and and I, I hired him last year again at the end of last year for for a few more sessions because i really find that having a guide mm, yeah is so useful because i've seen people who've read a book like Clarity mm. or The Inside Out Revolution or something and they go, oh yeah, I get it. And they think they get it. Yeah. But they don't. And I yeah. say this to people, this might piss some people off, but I say to people, there's one way that I know mm. someone doesn't get it. Mm. And the way that I know they don't get it is when they say, oh, I get it. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's almost like the f and this is not this is not a hundred percent I'm not saying it but it's almost like the faster they say it or like the faster they continue on their momentum you can kind of spot it in there like oh no you don't but you missed it you you actually just missed it yeah that's a good great word for it because you kind of like you're on this and then you you actually sh say that you get it and you think that you get it. And you kind of close the door, and then you continue. But yeah, it is. So that's why sometimes I feel like it's yeah. It, sometimes it's the pace of of how they say, but it's the feeling, it's the energy, it's the vibe. You can just feel it. But yeah, yeah. and, and that's a, why it's so good to have a mentor, someone who's been mm, on this path before you, catch you because they can catch it. Right? Yeah, they can see it in you. And I, like I said, I've been so lucky to have some great mentors because they've caught it in me. <laughs> Right, and it would be really easy for me years ago mm. to say, "I don't need any of this." I've mm. seen colleagues of mine who say, "We don't need any of this. We mm. know this," mm. and then I see them struggling. Yeah, I I was that guy. I had my ego was too big. I'm I'm I was Mr. Mortnoki Summit. You know what I mean? Like, and and I didn't think I was. I tried to not be caught up in my ego, and I tried to be humble. I tried to cry it out I tried to uh, to to be uh, submissive you know all those I tried so much but I, uh, but I couldn't let go I really it was me I, I was the guy who who was too proud to ask for help and I had to realize it almost killing myself mm. it was it was 
and the funny thing is, I'm not going to tell the entire story, but that's just um, uh, to give you the cliff notes. I jumped in the water to prove something to myself, and I swam across there, and I swam back, and all of a sudden I was in quicksand under the water. And I was like, oh shit, I can't. Uh, it wasn't me trying to kill myself, but it was, it was me jumping in the water and trying to do this stupid stunt. So, it's all of a sudden I was like, okay, I, 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 I might not get out of this. And it's interesting, because I didn't get afraid. I don't think that's... I don't, I, I, I'm guessing when I'm... If I'm dying one day, <laughs> I will not be afraid for some reason. But that's another theme. But anyways, at that point I realized... Uh, at that point, it just hit me. You can ask for help. And to think that that little, tiny, easy, simple, innocent thought hadn't crossed my mind in a real way, or maybe I had just over it, it's amazing, incredible. So then I realized, and I realized it, like, I realized it. It was just like a realization. And I was like, Oh, I can ask for help. And <laughs> I was in the water. And the funny thing is, I actually said in this tone of voice, help. And it was just like, you know, people around for, you know, kilometers. And I was like, oh, you have to scream for help. And then I was like, help. And I screamed and I saw an airplane actually at the moment I screamed. So it felt like I was screaming up to the airplane. And then I was just, my, my and then I just got power and i and i got to manage to walk out of it i got i then and there i received new energy and i managed to walk out of the water and i i you know bleeding my feet and just like crushing some shells and it was crazy but also very i was just happy after that I, I, I was a new feeling I was happy I was good I was all good but I was naked and I was walking back home and everyone else was freaking out but I had seen something new so I was all good but yeah so that's how kind of like I got over my little breakdown or whatever yeah, yeah. well sometimes it takes us to get to rock bottom yeah before we're willing to, like you say, ask for help. And, and I, I went into a prison about a week ago, a week and a half ago, and the guys there, it was another coach, and she runs this program, and they were more receptive. Mm. Men, not all of them, but most of them were more receptive because they'd hit rock bottom. Mm. And I was, I was like, damn, you guys are like pure criminals. Like some of them had done bad, bad stuff. But they were like, we know we've messed up. Huh. And so they were totally open to going, all right, tell me something that's going to help me. Interesting. And it's a weird thing. And I was talking to a colleague last night, and she, she's done a lot of work in prisons. And she was saying to me, she goes, it's, sometimes it's easier to work with those people mm. because they know they've messed up. Mm. Whereas sometimes working with, you know, mm. a CEO... Or someone like that. They're the ones I think I know better. Yeah. It's almost like they, the ones who've been rock bottom, they have tried everything. And they really feel like they have tried everything. And then they kind of give up. And then they hit rock bottom. Yeah, it, it, that makes sense. It just... Huh, yeah. And it's the same thing with us that, you know, like, there are opportunities 
for us all the time like left right and center the universe is giving you opportunities and you either take it or you don't mm. and if you don't the universe will give you another opportunity mm. but it's just going to knock a bit harder mm. and if you ignore that it's going to knock a bit harder mm. and some people go to their graves mm. with it still knocking mm. and we've got so many examples of people who are like in real dire situations and they totally turn their life around mm. You know, it's it, you know we see people who have lost limbs. You see people who are like massively overweight. You see people who are like depression and suicide. You see people in jail. A- any bad situation you can think of, mm. there are people who have gone through that and recovered from it and thrived off the back of it. Mm. So the possibility doesn't matter how bad mm. things get. There's always opportunity to recover. Mm. But you don't need to let it get that bad. Right. Yeah, not only recover but thrive. Yeah, that's huge. Oh my god! See, here's something else I want to say. You've been talking to me about dating and relationships because just you reminded me with the word thrive. See, I don't think dating and relationships is the real issue that's going on for most guys. No, not at all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And anyone that's been around it for a little while, they'll they'll tell you the same. Mm. See, I, I remember talking to a guy, this is like 10 years ago. And I was talking to him and I went, "Your issue isn't women." And he's like, "Oh, that's easy for you to say. You have more success than me." And I was like, he goes, oh, "I'm good looking. I have a good job. I have this, I have that. Everything in my life is sorted mm. except women." And I said to him, "That's not true. Mm. If everything in your life was really good, like it was really, really good, mm. you would have women in your life. Because mm. women isn't a like a separate thing, mm. right? And I, I've met guys who are like, oh, 'I'm really successful in business, but I'm crap in relationships.' Mm. No, you're probably crap in your business relationships, mm. Mm. right? Or people that are really overweight." Well, if you're really overweight, you're often eating to make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. So you're looking to the outside to feel better. Well, you're mm-hmm. probably doing that in your relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's never compartmentalized life. Mm-hmm. So the guys, and this included me, when I was looking for help with dating and relationships, I told myself the rest of my life was really good. But if a coach had sat down with me that really understood this and said, "Ankush, how good really is your life?" <laughs> And if they really nail me down, I would have to tell them, "Well, do you know what? My job's okay. It's not as good as I could do, and actually, I'm really scared mm. of putting myself out into the market and going mm. for a job that really tests me because mm. I was scared of failing." Mm. Right? How's your relationship with your family? It's okay. Mm. Really? Well, no, I'm not the best brother in the world, and I think I could do better with my parents. And, mm. You know, every area of my life. Mm. What about your friendships? Mm. Every area they could have found. things that I could have changed and if I changed all those areas if I'd focus on those things guaranteed my results with women would have got better mm. by doing nothing I might have spoken to less women but the ones I met I would have been more rounded as a guy mm. and it's the same with anything mm. and I find this that no matter what I work with a client on if I work with them on relationships not only do their relationships get better but so does their career and you know family stuff yeah. right if i work with them on stress not only does their stress go down at home it goes down at work mm. life isn't compartmentalized because life is created in here mm. we're generating it in here so it's all connected 
That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that is what I've noticed as well. Oh, that. Hmm. Hmm. I I had a client who was telling me that he said women always flake on me, mm. and he said it a few times. And eventually I, I noticed something. I went, hold on a second. This guy was always late. <laughs> he was late into the room when I was doing this group training. Um, I asked the group not to eat in the room okay. because it was a rule of the hotel. Yeah. Everyone said yes, including him. And then he's eating, right, on the side. And I realized something. I went, hold on. You are flaky. Yeah. He said, no, I'm not. Every If I say I'm going to meet a woman on a date, I'll meet her. And I went, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking generically you're flaky. <laughs> you're flaky as me. Right? Oh, I got you. Yeah. What does flaky mean? Flaky means you say something, but then you do something different. Mm. That's what flaking is. Yeah. Like a girl says to you, hey, I'm going to meet you, Morton, and then right, she right. doesn't meet you. Yeah. Well, it's saying one thing and doing something else. This guy was flaky. Mm. He was saying he was going to be on time in the room, and he wasn't. He was saying he wasn't going to eat in the room. He was. Mm. And so this always comes back down to us. So I would say if you're a guy that you're finding women are flaking on you, that's like the universe telling you, dude, where's your integrity? Mm. And that was true with me. Like I was always late all the time. I was always late for everything. And I was like, oh, it's just my personality. Mm. Bullshit. That was my lack of integrity. Mm. And I had a load of thinking about it. Mm. Right? I had thinking if I got somewhere on time or I got somewhere early, oh, it's wasted time. And I'll be bored. So I never got anywhere early. Uh, right. That seems to be the that seems to be it. Like there's like it it's almost like you get you get Uh, clients or or friends or or anyone and they, and they and they express frustration around something. It seems that that is the problem <laughs> in itself. Like you're you're walking around engaging with your thoughts about it, and at any moment you are feel free to let it go or feel free to think about something else. Feel free to. To, to just be present now. Like you don't need to carry those thoughts with you. Uh, and then the normal response or, you know, it's easy to keep holding on and go past the window really fast again and say, but... It's important because, or but I've been, and I'm noticing this with my foot. Like I have had foot pain, and I almost can't say that I have it anymore because it doesn't feel real anymore. Like it's it's vanishing, moment to moment. If that makes sense, like it's been so predominant. Is it called predominant? It's been dominant dominant in my thinking so much it's always come back to that and every time I think about it I'm feeling is it hurting 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And then you start, it starts obviously feeling sensation and then sensation can't be good or like I create it into pain. And I had another moment where I realized, whoa, I'm actually, I'm actually, that's my thing, that's thought too, taking form in the moment. Pain is just thought too. So when I saw that, it's like, okay, pain doesn't have to be pain, it can. Okay, maybe you know, I can accept it. But And it started like coming up ideas, like maybe it can be a sensation. Maybe I can just sit still and see what my body says and what my, my what happens in my thoughts. If I just sit here and feel my body and feel my thoughts, and then I did that, and 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 then I was like trying to see if there was any matching correlations between thoughts and my sensations in my foot that made sense. And what happens is I did, and I spoke out loud uh, about my thinking, and it kind of healed myself, coached myself. Mm-hmm. And what happened is the pain sensation turned into a healing sensation, and now it's just becoming better and better and mm-hmm. better, and I'm not bothered by it anymore. It's amazing. And just from realizing it's thought, not... It's inside out. It's not outside in. Yeah. I... I there's a guy in my community, and, and I'm not um, um, a specialist, should I say, on the mind-body connection, but he was telling me he had a lot of back pain, and he, he fixed it by not doing the stuff we're talking about, but letting go of his thinking mm. around a whole lot of stuff he had mm. that was just being stored in his body. Yep, yeah. So I think you're absolutely right that, mm. you know, even physical pain that we have, can be a manifestation of your holding on to thoughts. Definitely. Right? And it's crazy because we all have thoughts. People that are watching this have had hundreds of thoughts probably since the beginning of this video. Yeah. And we arbitrarily hold on to one or two. Mm. Like mm. we have these crazy thoughts, oh, that's a silly thought, that's a silly thought. Oh, that one, that one yeah. I want to hold on to. Yeah, yeah. And we make it real. That was that was great said because it's arbitrary. What's it? Arbitrary. Yeah, it, it's kind it's of just random. Yeah. Random, yeah. And 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 you can see that because you hold on to those and those thoughts, but I hold on to what foot and 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 and, and help thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't even. There's no correlation there. It's just random. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and it's the same thing. Like, uh, like I gave a talk. And I'll have my thought like, oh, it was this and that bit was good and that was a bit ba- bad. But if I asked 10 people in the audience, all 10 of them would have a different experience. But you just talked about that, yeah. Right? And it's the same thing with this video. You're having an experience of it. Yeah. I'm having a different experience of it. Yeah. Every single person watching it is going to have a different experience yeah. of it. And these thoughts are all arbitrary. <laughs> <laughs> but then we, we put meaning on it like, oh, no, no, no that one. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, it's go- so slippery. It's so... Uh, the meaning, yeah. the labeling is very slippery. Yeah. Wow, it's so amazing. The, the woman in the beginning of today, what's her name? Judith Sedgman. Judith Sed... Sedgman. Sedgman. Look her up. What an amazing, wise lady. Wow. She put it simply, but the reason I thought about her now was because uh, that slippery slope that I am probably... Like uh, I'm probably labeling and, 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 and seeing outside-in perspective 
hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but uh, it feels like she was just so she didn't let the illusion take her at all. It seemed she's just there and simply described our experience of life or thought and it was just so <clears throat> on point yeah amazing and the way it just felt so true she just said it and you and at least i was my experience was like what uh wow huh i really like i could not not listen to her mm. it was just really resonating amazing and she put it so simply mm. see truth is just truth that's yeah. what that's what i found like if someone says something that's really true it kind of buries itself in your head it's like a mind virus like oh shit yeah So when Judith was talking this morning about like, you know, when you're in a bad mood, everything looks bad. And when you're in a good mood, things don't bother you so much. You're like, yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. When I've been in a bad mood. <laughs> Sounds like, just, so simple. It is, right? yeah, it it is, is simple. It is simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the truth of it. That's why it was so impactful because she mm. was just saying things that were like everyone was like oh yeah that's true oh yeah. yeah that's true yeah she was talking about how babies are always come back to the wisdom they cry and they do this but they forget about it they yeah don't, they don't ruminate they don't analyze like yeah. why did this happen and she <laughs> talked about animals and like if a zebra is gonna get eaten by a mm. lion it runs right it's like scared and whatever but then it go if it escapes it goes back to Like straight away it goes yeah. back to eating grass. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't tell the others. That was so funny. She's like, a zebra doesn't get back with his zebra mates and say, Hey, you'd never guess what happened today. I nearly got eaten by a yeah, lion, yeah, dude. No. It nearly got yeah. me. And then I turned this way and then I turned it. Oh man, I was so scared. And it was scary and I have traumas and I have PSTD right. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't happen. And everyone no. was laughing in the room, but it was funny because you could see how ridiculous yeah. it was. But then I don't know about you, certainly for me it was like Oh man, I do that. Mm, right? Yeah. Like I'll I'll tell my wife, "Oh man, you'll never guess what happened today." And like da, mm, da, 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 I feel da. so I feel so silly. I feel so silly. I feel so silly talking about my shit all the time. Yeah. Like the zebra going to like no, no, not like the zebra, but yeah. Yeah, like how many times, "Oh man, I don't want to go to that party. My ex-girlfriend's going to be there." Yeah. Right? Oh, she's going to be there with her boyfriend or her husband or so, you know, or like I don't want to go there. That guy's there and oh, I made a fool of myself last mm. time or it's all just made up. Mm. And if we were like It's all made up. Right? Yeah. Like if we were like a zebra, we're like, "Oh yeah, it's all yeah. good. Yeah. It's now." Yeah. It's now. It's still now. Yeah. Now is now and then now is now. Yeah, <laughs> go back to eating grass. <laughs> Amazing. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Where can people find you and talk more with you about the things you know but you think you don't know? So uh, I've got a lot of stuff online on Facebook and everything else. But the easiest way to get hold of me 
is my website, uncushjane.co.uk, A-N-K-U-S-H-J-A-I-N.co.uk, and then there's a contact me form, and there's links to my social media, and yeah, it's mm. all good. All right, looking forward to... Uh, my, yeah, looking forward to the man retreat in England, possibly. Thank you very much, yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd be Thank very you. Cool. This was awesome. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Martin. This was the Paradigm Shift Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please share it on your Facebook. If not, then please don't. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>